and, and taking huge amounts of punishment. That's kind of what he's known for, right? Yeah, sure. He comes from Knoxville, Tennessee. At the time that I was writing the book, he was 34. And he served some time in Iraq. And when he came home, he wanted to uh, get involved in mixed martial arts. So he ended up driving to Illinois. He shows up at the Militich fighting camp. And he lasted. He was just incredibly tough and dedicated and and talented. I mean, Sean has good technique. There's this one fight, I recall, that kind of exemplifies the kind of fights that Sean takes. It's the one with Laverne Clark. Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell that story? So, yeah, he's fighting Laverne Clark, who was a UFC veteran, meaning this is someone who'd really been in the big leagues and was aging out of it at this point. And um, Sean and he looked, again, very physically different, Sean being a little bit overweight. And there was confusion over whether it was a three- or five-round fight. So that was the level of disorganization, was that the fighters didn't even know how many rounds that they were supposed to be fighting. So Sean, And Sean didn't even know he was headlining until he arrived. Oh, that's right, right? yeah. Sean, Sean came late. He had outdated blood work, and when he arrived, he was told that he was headlining, and, you know, he was like, okay. So they got in the cage, and Sean was losing from the beginning. I think he was just gassed. But then Laverne starts to do something which is called 12 to 6-ing, which is elbowing Sean in the spine by punching his elbow down as hard as he can. That's something that's one of the many things that one cannot do in a fight. So Laverne Clark is doing this, and the ref tells him not to. And then Laverne Clark does it two more times, at which point the fight is declared you know, null and void. It's disqualified, and that's how Sean wins that fight. But so it's this whole picture of, like, incredible disorganization. Yeah. You know, and Sean just shows up, and he's going to go in the ring no matter what, and then he just gets brutalized and he just takes it and and I guess the thing that gets me is it seems like he, this is what he likes for him this is fighting this wasn't a bad night necessarily well I mean I think that there is a feeling of ecstasy of of abandon this kind of atavism that the fight makes possible and that is what Sean is soaking in so there's a way in which this violence allows Sean to enter this place that feels like no other place he can be. And, I mean, he was ecstatic when he came out of that fight, and I think that's what drew him there. And do you feel that way, too, watching it? Do you get a hit of that ecstasy? Yeah, I I absolutely do. I mean, I think we can see fighting as a ritual that enables this kind of chaotic, atavistic ecstasy in a society where there just aren't that many opportunities. And to me, MMA was a portal into this world, this feeling that you've been removed from the constraints of your body almost, like you're longing to dissipate into the crowd. Um, I think violence enables that in some ways. Can you explain why you think that happens? Because honestly, I'm not a fan of fighting and I don't Mm -hmm. get it. I just, I don't, I don't understand how you can feel ecstatic or how it can feel like an altered experience almost to watch somebody get brutalized. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it is this sense of being freed from the constraints only momentarily of civilization. Um, you know, I had this quote from Artaud's Theater of Cruelty. The Antonin Artaud, the French... Well, that would be the one. The French <laughs> yeah, philosopher. The French theorist, yes. Um, and, you know, it was above my desk while I was writing, and the quote is, in our present state of degeneration, it is through the skin that metaphysics must be made to re-enter our minds. There's something that seems to bypass cognition in the midst of a fight where we can achieve this thinking through the body. Um, you know, Artaud also talked about a theater halfway between gesture and thought. Um, you know, not a theater that relied on small psychological insights, but a theater that made space speak, that brought alive something that had seemed inert.